It was impossible to hurry Chandra. He always took his time to answer questions, and his few words escaped with difficulty around the stem of his hand-carved Bavarian pipe. What people? he asked at length. You've really no idea? The inspector general shook his head. Not the faintest, he answered. And Cooper knew that he was telling the truth. Chandra might be silent, but he would not lie. I was afraid you'd say that. Well, if you don't know any more than I do, here's the only clue I have, and it frightens me. Medical research is trying to keep me at arm's length. Oh, replied Chandra, taking his pipe from his mouth and looking at it thoughtfully. Is that all you have to say? You haven't given me much to work on. Remember, I'm only a cop. I lack your vivid journalistic imagination. All I can tell you is that the higher I get in medical research, the colder the atmosphere becomes. Last time I was here, everyone was very friendly and gave me some fine stories, but now I can't even meet the director. He's always too busy or on the other side of the moon. Anyway, what sort of man is he? Dr. Hastings, prickly little character, very competent but not easy to work with. What could he be trying to hide? Knowing you, I'm sure you have some interesting theories. Oh, I thought of narcotics and fraud and political conspiracies, but they don't make sense in these days. So what's left scares the hell out of me. Chandra's eyebrows signaled a silent question mark. Interplanetary plague, said Cooper bluntly. I thought that was impossible. Yes, I've written articles myself proving that the life forms on other planets have such alien chemistries that they can't react with us, and that all our microbes and bugs took millions of years to adapt to our bodies. But I've always wondered if it was true. Suppose a ship has come back from Mars, say, with something really vicious, and the doctors can't cope with it. There was a long silence. Then Chandra said, I'll start investigating. I don't like it either. For here's an item you probably don't know. There were three nervous breakdowns in the medical division last month. And that's very, very unusual. He glanced at his watch, then at the false sky, which seemed so distant, yet which was only two hundred feet above their heads. We'd better get moving, he said. The morning shower's due in five minutes. The call came two weeks later in the middle of the night, the real lunar night. By Plato City time, it was Sunday morning. Henry, Chandra here. Can you meet me in half an hour at airlock five? Good, I'll see you. This was it, Cooper knew. Airlock five meant that they were going outside the dome. Chandra had found something. The presence of the police driver restricted conversation as the tractor moved away from the city along the road roughly bulldozed across the ash and pumice. Low in the south, earth was almost full, casting a brilliant blue-green light over the infernal landscape. However hard one tried, Cooper told himself, it was difficult to make the moon appear glamorous. But nature guards her greatest secrets well.
to such places men must come to find them. The multiple domes of the city dropped below the sharply curved horizon. Presently the tractor turned aside from the main road to follow a scarcely visible trail. Ten minutes later Cooper saw a single glittering hemisphere ahead of them, standing on an isolated ridge of rock. Another vehicle, bearing a red cross, was parked beside the entrance. It seemed that they were not the only visitors. Nor were they unexpected. As they drew up to the dome, the flexible tube of the airlock coupling groped out toward them and snapped into place against their tractor's outer hull. There was a brief hissing as pressure equalized. Then Cooper followed Chandra into the building. The airlock operator led them along curving corridors and radial passageways toward the center of the dome. Sometimes they caught glimpses of laboratories, scientific instruments, computers, all...